Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Really exciting guest today. Let me tell you about Christy Knowles. She is the driving force behind Mother Raw and its parent company, Reunion Foods. As the CEO, Christy is proud to lead this growing and very talented team responsible for the success of Mother Raw, a team who really shares the belief that helping people eat more plants really does make good sense. She has more than 20 years of experience as a senior executive with companies including Unilever, Campbell's, and Molson Coors. She is known for building brands by defining and executing insightful business strategies that drive business success. She has a lifelong passion for health and wellness, combined with a commitment to help promote healthier relationships with food, attracted the seasoned business executive, and she's a busy wife and mom. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and honored to be a guest on your show. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to have you and I, I've done my homework and I'm ready to dive in with some leadership questions if you're ready. I'm ready. Bring it on. Okay. I know that February 2018 was a pivotal time in your life. You made the leap and the decision to become an entrepreneur. Share with us the decision and the why. Absolutely. Um, so the decision was based on the fact that I had been as you mentioned, in, in executive positions in big companies uh, since, since out of university. And I had an extremely fortunate career, you know, lots of skills, lots of opportunities to learn. But I was very tired at the end of, um, of kind of that journey. And what I was tired about was not the actual work itself. I got joy from what I was doing. Um, but it was the environment I found very difficult at the end because I, I felt somehow like I couldn't quite be me. I couldn't quite lead the way I wanted to lead based on the culture of those, that organization or those organizations or the structure of those organizations. And I just felt like I had so much more opportunity to have an impact on on businesses, but on the people, you know, supporting those businesses and in those businesses. So um, when I left um, corporate world uh, behind, I left it with a very clear purpose to find a role where I could have more of an impact and be more of me every day. Well, and I know that probably came with a lot of different thought processes and fears and, and good for you for making the plunge. And it certainly looks like you made the right decision. I really did. You know, I, I, I continue to get joy out of what I do professionally. Um, but what I really am enjoying is, um, you know, working with a team of individuals who are all working towards the same goal uh, with a real spirit of cooperation. And, um, you know, I used to come home with headaches. My husband reminded me the other day, he says, you know, you don't haven't had a headache in such a long time. And I said, yeah, you know, those headaches used to come from the fact that I was always trying to figure out how to move things ahead and how to influence the stakeholders to move things ahead and kind of maneuver. Whereas now we can just move things ahead based on them making good sense. And I love that about what I do. 
Well, and I, I think that's why you're on my show today and it segues nice into my next question. All my guests get asked this question. What imperfections do you bring to your heart-centered leadership? Oh, yes. Um, so, uh, so first of all, I, I believe in this notion of perfectly imperfect. As human beings, we are all imperfect. And I, I grew up as a youngster uh, in a competitive sport and perfection, the idea of perfection was drilled into my head. Be perfectionist, be perfectionist. That's a positive thing. That's a good thing. Be faster, be skinnier, you know, and, um, and that haunted me, you know, for, for a long time. And I mean, it's still, it's still, it still does. And it's something that I, I work on personally. In terms of my imperfections, the, the thing that one of the things that I, I struggle with is in a work environment where deadlines are real, where the stakes are measured oftentimes in meeting timelines and in dollars and cents. This idea of leading with heart, leading with compassion, listening, building, coaching with just the rea realities of having to get things done well and on time. And in that space, I will find myself sometimes not knowing what the best action is. If I'm feeling frustrated because something's not where it needs to be as it relates to the business results, but I'm trying to also balance that with coaching and providing feedback and understanding why, you know, things might not be getting done. That's, that's where I still catch myself uh, and my, you know, and my imperfections will, will rear their head. And, and that generally shows up as a lack of patience. Well, I think a lot of executives, especially the many heart-centered leaders I've had on the show to date, I think patience is one that we all strive to work on. It's one of the hardest virtues to, to maintain, but as long as we are aware of it and we're going to work on it and evolve, that's where the progressive comes in because really there is no perfection in our lives. So Absolutely. It, sounds, it sounds like you've got that figured out, I think. Uh, you know, it's, I, I'm working on it all the time, recognizing that, you know, timelines are there to set a pace and a momentum. And I've also definitely learned that, uh, you know, where 80% is okay um, versus where, you know, no, the thinking has to be super rock solid and, you know, at a hundred percent. And so I think I've gotten much better at that part of recognizing that, you know what, a hundred percent doesn't really exist. So a lot of times 80% is just fine. Absolutely. And, and being okay with that, because again, we don't always get to a hundred percent. Again, it's so synonymous and in align with that perfection word. So uh, good, good advice. Now, what advice would you give from a leadership perspective to a younger person, Christy, looking to excel in their career and wanting to maybe climb that proverbial ladder? Sure. I, I really get joy out of, of mentoring, um, you know, younger people who are on there starting their career journeys. And one of, one of the things that, that, you know, I like to, to, to kind of talk about and, and, and put into the conversations is, is you know, do what you're passionate about. Don't start with, don't start with, uh, I want to be a CEO. You may have that as a vision and that's fine. As long as, you want to be a CEO because 
you understand what you're, you're actually passionate about the responsibilities that come with that. You know, I want to lead, I want to marshal, I want to coach, I want to have impact. Uh, but don't, don't start with, you know, yeah, this notion of, I want to be at this point in my career by this time, start with kind of what's your vision of, of what kind of impact you want to have? What are your, what are you curious about? What are you passionate about? And make sure that your energies are focused on really, you know, growing in those areas where your passions are, because even, you know, from myself, um, I'm very much about finishing what I start. And I, you know, I can think of times in my life where I stayed in, in a certain situation too long because I felt like I needed to finish the play because I had that end state in mind rather than wait a minute, is this really what I want? I'm dedicating you know, 80% of my time, which as we talked before the podcast is the most precious asset that we have um, to something that I don't even know if I really am jazzed about it. So I, 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 we often talk about don't, don't focus on the end point, focus on kind of where you are, what you love and getting really good at that. Um, at the same time, don't give up too early because, you know, I think that there's also a sense of, oh, I can just find my passion. It'll be, it'll just come to me. Uh, it's just around the corner. I just have to read another book or, and oftentimes, you know, there's people who are absolutely blessed with knowing that they want to be a physician, a surgeon, right from, you know, right from youth and they follow that through. But most of us aren't even sure what we're passionate about. So it does take time to like try things out and persevere because the passion, you know, might not, not, may not be as obvious as it is to, to some. And I also think it's important not to beat yourself up as it, if it's not so obvious what your passion is if any of that makes good sense. <laughs> oh, 100%. And I always ask people to, to do a self-audit and a check-in and, and realize that maybe you're already doing it. You know, stop the overthinking and keep facing that, that true North Star. I think when we question things and wonder if we're on the right track, the overthinking or the habits of thinking can sabotage that. And a lot of times... I even know in my own business, you're closer than you think, but I think you made a really good point. When we worry about the timeline and the outcome, our ego can sneak in there. And that's, yes. we don't want that to have any placement. So it's going back to what you said earlier about exercising the virtue of patience, just kind of living in the now and just allowing things to unpack as they're supposed to. Yeah, I, I, I love the way that you characterize that and I, I would say that when we're uncomfortable we tend to want to take an action or the you know the opposite which is actually taking an action which is like do nothing and freeze and I, I think that the answer often comes when you're quiet and you're in that space where you just you don't actually know and you but you tune in and so taking an action too swiftly can can actually do you a big disservice because you're not kind of sitting in that space of discomfort and really asking yourself, tuning into yourself about what's going on. Absolutely. My, my last leadership question for you is I know that you're an active member of the heart and stroke foundation. 
share with us the importance of community work and why you chose this particular nonprofit organization. Sure. Well, you know, one of, one of the things that I did when I uh, left the corporate world, the first thing I did was I prioritized where do I want to put my energies in service of the community? Because I had done a lot of community activity, uh, but mostly related to my kids and their sports and those types of things. Um, and so I wanted, again, to have, a, have an impact in an area that was important to me. Both my parents suffer from uh, heart conditions. And um, way back in my Campbell soup days, I actually had the honor of working with the Heart and Stroke Foundation of Canada to develop criteria for um, heart health uh, worthy products, let's say that were somewhat in, you know, endorsed or qualified as being a positive choice for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. And Campbell's Soup actually became one of those. Uh, and it required product reformulation to reduce sodium. So I had this, this excellent professional uh, interaction with the heart and stroke as a younger person. And then um, when I was looking for an opportunity going forward, the fact that I'd had the experience with them, that my parents have um, uh, heart conditions, and that the message around heart and stroke is really multi-tier. It's about nutrition. It's about taking care of yourself. It's, uh, it's so many things. Um, and I, so I just love what their mission is. And, and it's been a wonderful experience. So important. What they do is so important. Well, and that's kind of the part two of you exercising your heart-centered leadership, no pun intended, and, <laughs> and for a cause that's near and dear to you because of your parents. Yeah, um, exactly. And um, most recently, I've actually been appointed on the board of the Plant-Based uh, Association of Canada, Plant-Based Foods Canada, I should say. And that association is um, to support all things, uh, to help grow all things in the plant-based space in, in Canada. So I'm very excited about being part of that as well, because at Mother Raw, we believe that just eating more plants makes good sense. And so uh, to be an emerging and scrappy start up like Mother Raw is and be appointed to this board is, is, is going to be a, a fantastic opportunity um, and we'll have an important voice at the table. Well, congratulations. And again, it's just another extension or element of your leadership and you're going to be able to contribute so much with your experience and knowledge. So well done. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to shift now to my fab four. And these are just four fun questions, whatever's sitting on the top of your mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. I know you're a foodie. Can I call you a foodie? Sure. Okay. You got to be a foodie when you own a company like Mother Raw. What is your favorite meal and why? Oh, it so depends on the occasion. But I, my go-to are things like stews and thick soups. So uh, I've turned, I've become a vegan as of December of uh, 2020. So now I'm doing everything vegan style. And it's these, these things, these things that I love, the stews and the soups are fantastic. Um, whether you use, you know, animal protein or are vegan. What I love about it is you can stuff so much flavor, nutrients, good stuff and spices into one pot and I can eat it all week long. So um, yeah, and I'm, I've got a wicked 
the uh, Wiccan chickpea curry with green curry base. And I made a beautiful dal last night with um, what it would kind of, masala oh, to die for. Wonderful. See, I knew you were a foodie. <laughs> 2020 has been an interesting year. If you were asked to create a recipe name for 2020, what would you call it? Oh, that is such a good one. Let me think. What would I call it? I would call it, <laughs> I'm not allowed to, I'm not going to curse on the, on, the, on the podcast. So I'm not going to call it that, which just came to mind. But I call <laughs> it the everything but the kitchen sink cookie. You know, it, 2020 threw everything but the kitchen sink at us. So whatever the recipe was for, I'd, I'd call it that. So I could envision a cookie with all kinds of stuff in it, like oats and cranberries and chocolate chips and just stuff full of everything I could find in my, in my, you know, my pantry. Well, and the interesting thing about that is it's so aligned with your brand because you are, you are the mother, you're, you're at the helm, you're the CEO of Mother Raw. So I'm sure it would be raw and organic and full of nutrients so I think I'd like to have one of those cookies. There might be a new product coming out of 2020 for you. Yeah, I'm thinking now I can see pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds and oatmeal and nut butter. And doesn't that sound good? It does. I'm in. I'll be a taste <laughs> tester. See what happens on this podcast? We're, we're coming up with new products. I love it. I'm going to send you a picture tonight. There you go. <laughs> okay, my next question. If you could give one piece of advice to the 16 year old version of Christy, what would it be? You are enough. Yeah, you're enough. This notion of perfection really, you know, was, was, was a filter for everything that, that I was doing, which of course doesn't, doesn't, is not, does not create a clear path to um, feeling, feeling like you're enough. So, I, I, my husband and I share with our, our, our kids all the time. You are enough. You are enough. Well, and it's, it's one that comes up a lot when I've asked this question to different heart centered leaders, there's generational value there. And I think it's fair to say we all struggle with our worth and worthiness at different elements of our life. But I truly believe when we get to a certain age, I'm going to call it middle age or part two. Mm -hmm. I think it allows us a unique, insightful perspective to really be okay with where we're at. Like even looking at your career and what you've done and deciding to venture out into your own company two years ago. And it leads me nicely to my last question. What do you want your legacy to be? You know, it's not sophisticated. Um, I, I want my legacy to be that I left a positive footprint on, you know, those I've connected with, those I've come in contact with, that I've been, you know, a, a, a mentor, a coach, uh, a helper, that I've been compassionate, but also you know, that, that I've been fun, you know, I've been fun to be with 
um, that I've made people laugh, or, you know, laugh by either laughing at myself or laughing with them. And um, that I, you know, especially with this, with this venture with Mother Raw, uh, the reason that I went vegan was really about leaving the planet in a better place than it is. And the vegan lifestyle does that in so many ways. And so for me, that was a meaningful step forward towards leaving, leaving things in a, somehow in a better place than, than, you know, we found them, find them now. Well, and I couldn't think of a better legacy. And I just want to thank you for sharing your time. I know you're a busy lady and your expertise and Thank you for the nice goodie package that showed up at my, my door last week. We have, we have dove into some of your beautiful products and looking forward to tasting them all and, and giving you some feedback. But it's just so nice to hold a glass container in my hand and see Proudly Made in Canada, being able to look at all of the beautiful organic ingredients and be able to pronunciate them all. And I'm just, I'm so happy for you. And I want to thank you for being a heart-centered leader and a leader for so many other young women who may be looking up to you. And I hope they learn a couple of things from this interview today, because it's never too late. You're absolutely right. It is never, ever too late. And I think that is so, such an important lesson for, for all of us. It is never too late to take a step towards something new, something different. And uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity for being on your podcast. Um, it's been a joy and um, I'm so excited for you to try the rest of our products. You'd said you'd tried the ketchup and the barbecue sauce and one of the salad dressings. So um, keep on going and let me know, um, let me know what you think about them. I absolutely will. And I can now say that I know mother raw, lucky me. <laughs> thank you so much. I love to end my podcast with my list of five things that I feel help us lead a purposeful life, follow your heart, have passion, do your best, know your truth, and always be in love with the journey. This is Deb Crow. Thank you for joining me once again on Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast.